And to help you look at the objective side of things, um, one thing that is hugely helpful for me is having a coach um, because I can get wrapped up in my emotions immediately following a poor performance. And then I need um, a pair of outside eyes to look and say like, well, your fitness was there. You did these things right. And that just kind of helps move through that whole emotional process and start thinking about things more objectively. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Matchbox Podcast, Powered by Ignition Coach Co. I'm your host, Adam Saban, and today we're taking a bit of a deep dive into bouncing back after having a bad race result. This is something that each of us brought our own unique experience and perspective into, which made for a fun and productive conversation on the topic. Today's show is also brought to you by Flow Formulas. The fall season is a great time of year to get out for some exploration and do some big adventure rides. To make sure these long rides go smoothly, you need to be prepared with ample fueling, and there's no better place to turn than Flow Formulas for all of your fueling needs. Head over to flowformulas.com today and use the discount code IgnitionPodcast10 for 10% off your first order. Speaking of fall, in just about a month from now, Ignition will be hosting its last training camp of the season in Townsend, Tennessee. And there's only a few spots left, so head over to ignitioncoachco.com today and claim your spot. As always, if you like what you hear, please share this with your friends and leave us a five-star review. And if you have any questions for the show, drop us an email at matchboxpod at gmail.com with email title of the Matchbox Podcast. All right, let's get into it. Okay, first question this week comes from Ronald. Uh, they say, I'm a 47-year-old endurance mountain biker, and I recently did Fool's Gold 54, and I did not do as well as planned. First, I didn't pace myself as well as I had planned. I had a wall about halfway through and struggled the rest of the race. My only positive is I can descend way better than the people I was around. Second, I was only off by 30 minutes from my realistic finishing time. However, I guess some guys aged up and finished an hour sooner than the year before. Uh, That put me almost two hours behind them. I was bummed by my lack of pacing, but also knocked back because of the competition. My coach worked with me the following week to show that I have the endurance and late power. How have you guys overcome really bad performances? Like low-key depression bad. Uh, By the way, hashtag Keegan who 2024 needs to be a thing. LOL. Thanks, Ronald. Uh, So yeah, Keegan who 2024? I don't know. Am I out of the loop here? Like it, it was part of the part of the email, so I read it. <laughs> Keegan who like Keegan who meaning Keegan Swenson is gonna fall off and be so irrelevant that we won't even know his last name anymore. That's how I take it. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's hinting at uh, the influx of road racers that are going to be coming to the gravel scene. I, I like honestly, Wout and Vanderpool would have to come to the gravel scene for Keegan to become irrelevant. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, yeah, so let's let's talk about overcoming bad performances. Yeah, so this is more of like a, uh, almost a psychology question than it is uh, a training question. But it's good. It's good to kind of mix it up. Psychology is a part of training, bro. Come on. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you just take off? You just like remove your brain when you do your training? <laughs> Everybody thinks while they're I, I, doing I wouldn't be training. surprised. <laughs> So, so by a show of hands, and by that I mean you can just say "I." Uh, who's had a bad performance? Yes, I mean, do we? So I, much do yes. we need to? Do we need to ask that question? No, if so you've I, been. We, we if should you've all been have a bike racer own... for longer than like one season. You've obviously had a terrible performance that you're depressed about, right? 
Right. So, so we should all have some, some experience with how to overcome a situation mm-hmm. like this. I'm sure we have athletes who've gone through this. Um, so it's, they, Ronald says that their coach worked with them the following week to show that they actually did have the endurance and late power. So, um, I'm guessing, you know, trying to kind of, uh, you know, bring, bring some positives that, Hey, you know, fitness is still in a good, good place here. But what, what do you guys typically do if you have a bad race? Like, how do you approach that? Gee, um, I'm still trying to figure, still trying to figure that out. That's something that's hard for me. Um, just understanding that all of the pieces have to come together at the same time um, to have a good day. And I think a couple athletes that do this really well, I mean, if you go on YouTube and look up Lionel Sanders, his race recaps, he is a triathlete, but um, it's really interesting to see a lot of people think that he's really, really hard on himself, but he's just so analytical about his performance on the day, regardless of the result. Um, and I think that's really important. So finding what you did well on the day and learning from that, seeing what you did poorly on the day and learning from that. Um, but just, I, I kind of have said this thing to myself after races, um, forget about the poor performances. There's always another, there's always another race coming. They won't always be about that. Um, they'll always won't be that bad (laughs) and forget about the good performances because there's more work to be done. So if you kind of take the results out of it and just work on bettering yourself and bettering, you know, your power, your race tactics, your nutrition, all of those things, it's going to be a lot easier to handle the results. Yeah. I think kind of what Caitlin is hinting at, and I've talked about this before, but it's, uh, there's two different kinds of mindsets you can approach all things with, but especially performance, like athletic performance. Uh, and we all kind of fall into either one of these two categories of a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. So when you look at things from a fixed mindset, you evaluate your performances as I'm either a failure or I'm a success based on this performance. So if it goes poorly, at the end of the day, you're thinking I'm a failure. And if it goes well, you're thinking I'm successful. That's a fixed mindset. Um, a growth mindset says at the end of the day, no matter what, whether I did good or did bad, I'm going to get better because of this. Um, and so really kind of owning in on that and saying like, all right, what did I learn from today? Whether you win or lose or fifth place or 50th place, there's always things that you can be learning. Uh Vanderpool like crashed, even though he won road worlds, like he crashed. <laughs> so obviously didn't have a perfect ride. You know what I mean? Like could have, he's leaving thinking I could learn some things like maybe switch shoe sponsors or, you know, I don't, I don't know. He's probably got a list of things of like things he could do better, even though he won the race, you know? And, uh, I'd say I would call that growth mindset. And that's what I'm always trying to like keep my athletes focused on is, always think about how you can get better, um, for the future. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good point is, is sometimes, or you have to look at both the, the outcome and the performance sometimes separate because there have been times where people have won the race, but not been happy with their performance. And it's easy for, for everyone else to, to question that and be like, how can you be upset when you won the race? But everyone's always trying to get better the best in the world are still looking for ways that they can improve. So just because you win the race or just because you didn't win the race 
shouldn't shouldn't be the deciding factor of whether or not you're you you you're proud of your performance you're happy with your performance whether there's something that can be improved upon never once in a while like maybe i don't know once a season if that you might have a day where you're like i really couldn't have done any better than i did and those days are great and they should be celebrated but most of the time you're you finish a race you finish a hard training session uh and you're like man i i think i could have gotten more out of myself i could have done something something better and I, I think what what helps is I think the hardest the hardest thing is when this happens to be your last race of the season, and then you finish on this note. Um, Caitlin, you you kind of went through this recently. I went through this recently, where it's like you don't have that next thing to look forward to, and usually you're peaking for those key events too. It's like you know you've got good form, but it's like man, you just didn't get that day that you were hoping for, and those can be hard because you don't have something else to look forward to, but. If you do, that's usually helpful. Is like, hey, you know what? Put that race behind me. I've got something else coming up. It's time to put put my head down and kind of get back to the grind and and you know prep for that next one because you know hopefully that next race things are going to go better and and you know learning from that experience so that you can help uh, you know mitigate any uh, mistakes or or you know like like in this case, uh, Brown was talking about pacing strategy. You know, it's like okay, pacing strategy didn't go well. It's like next time I'm going to instill in my mind more than just the day before the race or the, the morning before the race, I'm going to get in the mindset like two weeks before the race. Like, Hey, this is this right next race is all about pacing. I'm going to get in that pacing mindset. If that's what you know you need to do in order to be successful, you got to kind of, you know, learn from the mistake and start thinking through that well in advance before the next event. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that really good racers, it, instead of just like what Drew is talking about with the growth mindset, instead of using a bad race and, as a time to like dwell in that and be really hard on yourself. It's, it's actually fuel for their, their training when they have a bad race, like um, they have a bad race and they can't stand that they had a bad race. And then that, that is what fuels their training for the next couple months to um, you know, <laughs> whether this is healthy to do or not, but it's, it's kind of like, they have to prove that they are better than that bad result that they had for sure. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, you can do the, you can do the same thing. You can, you can either dwell in the result and be depressed about it, or you can, you can use that to fuel your training over the winter. I'm assuming this is the last race of this guy's season. Um, yeah, they didn't say, but yeah, we, you know, yeah, we could, we yep. can maybe assume that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other, the other thing is that I think it's always important to be objective about a race performance. Um, you can't control who shows up to the race. And, uh, a lot of times the difference between winning and losing races or doing well and doing poorly on the results page in a race is just who shows up. Right. Um, so I, I would, I would always look at objective metrics to, uh, try to evaluate how you did in a race. It sounds like this guy is doing that because he's looking at what his time was. I didn't hear him say anything about power. I don't know if he has a power meter on his mountain bike, but looking at things like time on the course, power output, um, that sort of thing, as opposed to just looking at the results page, being disappointed with where you landed on the results page and calling it a bad race because of that. For sure. And to help you look at the objective side of things, um, one thing that is hugely helpful for me is having a coach um, because I can get wrapped up in my emotions immediately following a poor performance. And then I need um, 
a pair of outside eyes to look and say like, well, your fitness was there. You did these things right. And that just kind of helps move through that whole emotional process and start thinking about things more objectively. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very easy to start second guessing yourself. If you are self-coached, you know, you start second guessing the, your training process, your preparation leading into the race, whether or not you use the right equipment, you know, your fueling strategy, like it's, there's so many things that you can start to second guess. And if you don't have that, that second set of eyes, like you're talking about Caitlin to just say, Hey, you know, we, we did this, this, and this, right. Leading into it, we can, we can emulate that going into the next race, knowing that that was successful. We just, a couple, couple different Mm -hmm. things needed to change for us to have a good day, uh, during that race. Um, and it is really helpful to have that, that second set of eyes for sure. I'll say one more thing. Um, I think there's this another thing called, I think, I think researchers call it a multifaceted identity, uh, having more than just having more than just cycling in your life. Um, so I'm going like, maybe this is like big step back. Um, but having an identity and other things other than cycling, because cycling can be taken away really quick. Uh, like I've, I've, recently I've been hearing a lot of people getting, getting hit by cars or having close calls with cars. Um, and it just makes you realize like, yeah, this life is kind of like feeble. Uh, it can like, maybe that's not the right word. (laughs) I don't know, but it can like, it can be what, say what? Fleeting. Yeah. Fleeting. Maybe that's the right word. Yes. Um, so and cycling is that way too, you know, like I broke my wrist this summer. So like just in the matter of an instant, uh, I lost like what, two, two months, three months of racing. So, um, when stuff like that happens, it makes you realize like, yeah, what, what is my identity founded? Um, me personally, like a, all of my identity, I would say is wrapped up in my faith. Um, which I think is really help healthy because if cycling were to go away, I'm always going to fall back on that as that's like where my identity is found. Um, Versus if it's only wrapped up in cycling and that gets taken away, that that could lead to some pretty bad uh, or just, I don't know, I just feel like life would be way harder uh, if all you have is cycling and then it gets taken away. Um, So and it doesn't have to be faith, you know, like I think that one is maybe I'm say this this is probably going to offend people, but I think faith is the most rock solid thing that you can have because it can't be taken away. Um, but other things like that would be like family and friends. That's like another huge identity, you know, like, uh, having a solid support system where they're always going to be behind you. So there's all kinds of things, but, um, yeah, I think that's worth, worth noting here as well. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just nice to have something else to turn to in, in something, you know, an instance like this, um, you know, with, with my athletes, I, I tried to get, I try to figure out like what, what other interests they have off the bike. So that way, if there comes a time like this where it's appropriate to take a little time away from the bike and put that time towards something else, I can be like, Hey, you know, this is a great time to just, why don't you go play tennis for a couple weeks? Like let's, let's revisit cycling in a couple weeks once we kind of get past this, this time, um, but go do something else that, that you really enjoy, you know, or, or in those off days where, you know, Hey, I know you don't want to take time away from being active, but go do something else other than riding your bike today because, you know, it's, it's healthy to have other things going on. Um, I, I love to find out that my athletes have a family life and then it gives me a chance to like build that into their training plan where it's like, Hey, today's a family day. Like 
I, I know that it's the norm that people ride, you know, long days Saturday and Sunday, but Sunday is also your chance to hang out with your family. So like, let's just do an hour interval session and then you have the rest of the day for family time. You know, it's, it's good to mix some of those other things in, like you're saying, Drew, because when things don't go right on the race course and really, I mean, you know, there, there's probably, you know, the, the percentage of people out there who rely on those performances for their actual livelihood is pretty small, you know? So like for those people, it's like, yeah, they, they kind of need things to go right. But for, for most people, you, you kind of get to live to see another day. It's yeah, you want to do well, but there, there are other important things in life than, than just that, that race performance. Um, and it may not even like, you know, like you were saying, like it may not even be a bad performance. It could just be a relatively, uh, not the result that you were going for. But I, I agree, Drew, that, that it's really important to have other things to lean on when, when those races don't go your way, because that makes it a lot easier to then just take your mind off of it and realize like, okay, it's just a race. It was just one day. Like it's, you're going to have more races, hopefully, um, that, that you can go and, and show, you know, what you're made of and, you know, and then hopefully you're enjoying the preparation process too, where you can just kind of get back into the rhythm and the routine and, and look forward to that, that next thing coming up. And, and I think it's really interesting too. Uh, we might just stay on this question, this whole, this whole episode here, because I, I think it's a really good topic, but that's cool. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really interesting too, when you, when you see or hear pro athletes after their performances in like interviews or in, uh, you know, whether it's like a press conference or an article or something like that, most of the time, if they have a bad performance, they're actually going to reach for some kind of low hanging excuse where they can be like, (laughs) Oh, it, it wasn't me that day. It was the fact that my tire lost five PSI and like, Oh, that totally, that totally blew my chances. You know, like most of the time, because they have such strong belief in themselves and their process and who they, who and, and what they want to accomplish, that they're like, no, nah, it couldn't have been me. It had to have been something else because I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. And if it was in my control, like that wouldn't have happened. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's good to like believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself going into an event that you've been prepping for for months, it's almost kind of like, well, what's the point? Like if you don't, if you, if you don't believe that you can go there and do the thing that you set out to do, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure right away. And I think that's where, uh, like something like this, like going back to Ronald's initial question, talking about pacing, like pacing went out the window in the first 30 minutes. That to me seems like there maybe was a little lack of confidence in your preparation, your planning, your fitness level. Cause if you had stuck to your pacing plan, you probably would have been more confident that, Hey, this pacing strategy is right for me. That's how I'm going to get the best result that I can on this day. And sometimes you just get, you lose a little bit of confidence. You, you get antsy. You're kind of uncertain about the circumstances around you. And you kind of just forget about all those plans that you made coming into the race. And you're kind of set up for failure from the beginning right there. So that's where I think having that self-confidence is really important because it, it helps you stick to your plan that you had set out before the race even began. Yeah. What else we got for Ronald here? As I say, you could, you know, if, if you really want to take it to the next level, you could just start a journal. Um, now we're going real psych- psychology on you. Um, I mean, I feel like there's something really good about writing things down. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could write things down to learn for in the future, like, oh, here's what I did wrong. And you write that down and then maybe you refer to it in the future. But I can't 
I write a lot of stuff down and I have a lot of different journals, but like, I don't think I've ever went back and read any of, <laughs> any of them. Um, <laughs> there's just something like, um, I don't know what the word is, but there's something helpful about, uh, putting pen to paper and cathartic. what yeah. is it? Cath- That's a good yeah. Word. I, uh, cathartic. yeah. Just Maybe. Me, I'm just feeding you words. Yeah, today. I know. My <laughs> vocabulary is very limited. I grew up in Kentucky, so, you know, uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Um, so, but I think it's helpful. Um, it helps to like get it off your mind. I think when you, when you put it on the paper, I don't, I, I don't know what, why that is or, but a lot, I've read a lot about writing <laughs> that's confusing. <laughs> um, and, uh, I think it is helpful there. A lot of people think that it's, um, a good practice to fall into. It helps you just Chances to like after- get it away. <laughs> Yeah. Chances are after your race, you're on training peaks looking at the data. So right there in the comments section, use that as your journal. Just yeah. jot some things down, feelings, how it went, what went right, what went wrong. And um, when you go back in future seasons to look at how you did during that race, it's it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. I have every, yeah. Uh, on every race day, I've got all of like the warm up, the race, the cool down. And then at the very bottom is a post-race evaluation. And within that post-race evaluation are a couple questions. And one of them to go back to the growth mindset, like, or two of them are what, what is something you did well? And what is something that you need to work on? Cause that's me trying to like, get them to start thinking about growth. Like how can I, and uh, you know, I don't care if they, or I do care if they did well or did bad, but I want them to grow. Um, so sure. that's one of the questions in there as well to help them kind of, you know, I can, I can put those questions in there and, somewhat navigate them to uh to the right thoughts and the right kind of mindset after a race yeah for sure and and sometimes uh sometimes you need a day or so to kind of decompress in order to be able to put some of those words on paper but i think it's i think it's important to document because like you said drew even if you don't go back to it um if you do, like there might be some positive takeaways. So Caitlin, hopefully you don't mind me sharing a little bit about this, but uh, for 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 example, uh, Caitlin just recently was, we were prepping for one of her big a races. And unfortunately in the first, what was it? 30 minutes or so you had a crash. Yeah. 30 minutes. Took took you out of the race. Devastating result for you. Like race that you were looking forward to for months. We were prepping for, you came in on really good form, but if we just like scrapped that whole race completely, we would forget about the fact that your lead in was really good. Like your openers the day before were were really good. You had a killer start. You got the whole shot. You were leading the race. Like there were some really good takeaways that help us give give us some insight into like, okay, we know we did these things right. We don't have to change that. We just hope for a little bit better mm-hmm. outcome next time. Maybe that tree isn't in the way, or you know, maybe you don't lose that front tire on that you know, loose over hard, you know, section of dirt or whatever. But like, if we just completely forgot about that day, there would be some key takeaways that we would also forget about that, that could potentially help us for prepping for future events. You know, your taper that's a couple weeks before, um, you know, the, the course prep that you did, you know, you previewed the start and the finish and like, like there were some, some really good positive takeaways that I don't think we would want to just completely forget about because those are going to be helpful in the future. We can forget about the result. Like that's fine, but there are still, there are still positive things that we want to take away from that. And I think that's kind of, you know, I I think Drew, what you're saying is like, you don't, 
you don't want to miss out on those little learning opportunities or those positives because those positives are what can help fuel you. Not everyone is fueled by like, oh, I didn't get the result I want. I'm going to get back and I'm going to work harder. Like some people that really knocks them down and they're like, I just, I feel defeated. I feel like I want to just give up because I just didn't get the day that I want. And sometimes what all it takes is that little like glimpse of positive from that day to be like, okay, there was something there. It wasn't all for waste. So I'm going to take that little tidbit of positivity and put that towards my next training session, put that towards my next training block, put that towards my preparation for next season. And like, that's the thing that I'm going to hold on to. That's going to help me get through this hard time and prep for next year. Um, so sometimes it's just, it's just really helpful to do that. The current yeah, U.S. For sure. national champion, Curtis White, um, just put out a video on YouTube for the love of cross, I think, or for the love of mud. I think it's for the love of cross. Anyways, if you type in Curtis White, it'll pop up, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it's a cool little video that kind of covers his entire season last year, building up to nationals, and obviously he won nationals. Um, but one something that he said in that little documentary film that really has stuck with me the last week has been, uh, it's like Curtis White was coaching me. Um, he said, <laughs> uh, you got to have the, the, the mindset of a goldfish. Uh, he, said the go- he said a goldfish is the happiest animal in the ocean. Why is that? Because they've got a 10 second memory. <laughs> um, straight out of Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a Ted Lasso. Sorry. Well, maybe I'm quoting, quoting Curtis who's quoting Ted Lasso. But, um, <laughs> but anyways, that's stuck with me for, uh, the last week. And that, especially in the middle of a race, you know, like we were talking about within the first 30 minutes of this race, Ronald was kind of having to adjust his plan or scrap his plan or whatever. And that happens a lot in the middle of a race. Uh, I can think of so many times in the middle of a cross race where like I just butcher something. Um, and, and I have to like almost not literally close my eyes, but like metaphorically close my eyes. And I imagine this big red reset button and I just punch that reset button <laughs> and like erase everything and keep racing forward. And for whatever reason, like that visualization in my head really helps me to forget about whatever just happened. And I have the rest of the race ahead of me to like make it up or focus or whatever. Because uh, what happens is if you let that negative thing keep affecting you, it's like, you know, success builds upon success. Well, negative builds upon negative and you're going to keep making mistakes. And so you have to have a way to just forget about that and keep moving forward without it affecting your future, like the rest of the race. Um, I found that super helpful. So I, I was, I've kind of been thinking about my personal experience here while we've been answering this question, because I'm the kind of person, at least in this point in my life where negative results, bad results don't affect me at all. Like I can have a terrible race and the minute the race is over, it's on to the next one. I don't care. Uh, wasn't always the case when I was, a, when I, <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Wasn't always the case. Uh, when I was a junior, I would get really up, upset about bad results. Uh, um, and I'm, I was trying to think about what, what happened, like what, what the shift was in mindset. Maybe it was just maturity. I don't know, but I think nah, it wasn't that the, so i you know the same thing goes with um you know how do you get over pre-race nerves um and it's honestly i this isn't a helpful question for you or this isn't a helpful answer for you in the moment because 
you you don't currently have the years of it or i don't i don't know how long this guy's been racing but assuming this guy isn't a, a super experienced racer i don't know but um the pre-race nerves get better and better and better and better the more you race and it, and once you're once you've been racing for over five years it's almost i mean it, it depends on how big the race is but it's almost like you don't even get them anymore uh, and I almost feel like this is just my personal experience, but I almost feel like the same thing happened with bad race results. There, there just comes, there just comes a point where you've had so many bad races that it's like, and, and you, you always, every time you have a bad race, it's not the end of the world. Like you have a good race the next week or a good race the next month. And you, you come to learn that you come to learn that the bad race does not mean that you're a bad racer. You just had one bad day. And by learning that the hard way over and over and over again, it's almost like you become too immune to it at some point. For sure. Yeah. And I I think you, you touched on a a really important point there, which is you've had good races even after bad races Mm -hmm. and, and experiencing that gives you the, the optimism of like, Hey, I came out of a bad race, but not a bad racer because I've had some good races too, you know? And, Mm-hmm. that's like the, the unique thing about our sport is like only one person gets to win the race right yeah as opposed to a team sport right so yeah 99 of people are going to lose that race mm-hmm. we, we have we have one dominant figure in in u.s bike race off-road bike racing right now that's keegan swenson he even lost a race recently like he he didn't even win schwam again right like <laughs> Not everyone gets to win every single time. So if you get in that mindset where like you you expect to perform your best every single time, sometimes it's like it's just unrealistic. It's it's good to like want to do that and it's good to strive towards that and it's good to like believe that you can do that. But you have to accept the reality that you're not always going to live up to that. Well, should we shut this thing I, down? One question. That was, awesome. that was good. Thanks, I know. Ronald. Yep. See you guys. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in for the latest episode of the Matchbox Podcast. Like I said at the beginning, you can send any questions or topic suggestions to matchboxpod at gmail.com with email titled the Matchbox Podcast. Links to each of our social media pages can be found in the show notes. Tune in next week for another endurance training-related discussion and learn more about how you can find that extra match for your next big event. Catch you all soon. Let's go! Ready to start working with a coach that'll make you faster? It's easy. Just go to the Ignition Coach Co. website and fill out our athlete form, and we'll connect you to the best suited coach for the job. You'll jump on a free consultation, determine if it's a good fit, and determine a start date. If you don't feel the vibes with that coach, well, then no sweat. We'll connect you to another coach that might be better. And then it's off to the races, or at least off to the training for the races. Don't wait any longer. Sign up today.